Let's go, girls. Come on. Hello, Ventura County. You're listening live to Girls on the Air on KVTA 1590. I am Janet Sprisler. And I'm Karen Campbell. And we're so excited to be here today. It's not raining. It's not raining. I know. This morning it was a little bit where my knees were like, I don't know if it's going to rain or not. Oh, my goodness. My, my, my weather is always forecasted by my knees. Oh, of course, <laughs> right? So Everybody tells me that. Mine is just forecasted by the water, which I don't do hardly anything when it's raining because I hate to carry groceries in the rain and I hate to carry paper in the rain. You know, yes. it's just a pain in the, you know. I know. (laughs) (laughs) So how was your week? It was, you know what, my week, I think we all, it seems like everyone has the same um, saying, February was the longest year. Um, You know, it's just been a little bit crazy, February, and now the last three days, I just, I need to knock on some wood here, it has seemed to calm down. Still stuff is going a million miles an hour, but it's not crazy you know we had the floodings and then we had the roofs and then every it seemed like every time it rained a roof that was not leaking all of a sudden sprung something so i just want to take a deep breath from the rain i we know we all need the rain but our roofs and and this is really a big thing when you have a roof that doesn't see rain for several years upon years that drought really affected the roof lines of course and, and what it can now hold and what it can't so well what's happened in mind with as far as water is we got new windows and new sliders nine years ago never leaked and all of a sudden they're dripping from the top of the slider uh-huh. because water is coming from the roof somewhere right. and dripping onto the floor so yeah. i have like had towels down and changing them and and well finally had the roofer come he's like see this little corner right here it it's come apart it goes like this it's probably because we haven't had any rain, like right. you said, in a very long time. And that's what's causing it. So now we get that fixed. So there's always something. There's always right? something. A lot of the windows aren't holding, we're seeing, too. Well, we get a lot of calls. The, the rain, of course, is coming in um, vertical or uh, horizontally right into the windows. And they're like, the, wind, the rain keeps coming in. I'm like, it's just how it's raining. And speaking of rain, there's a lot of people that suffered a lot of flood damage. Yes. And um, there is help. For you, so there's lots of help. There's there's um, what is that program at the library? The SBA SBA loans, low low interest rates yes. on those loans. You have to go to the Oxnard Library. They will be there until March 12th. Oh, okay. And so yeah, yes. yeah, so it's almost there, time. You've got a little bit more time, but don't if wait. You, if you need assistance in that way, you can apply for the loan. They will fill the paperwork out for you. And they will help you get that money. And they get it pretty quickly. I already know several people that have gotten that loan already funded. Um, The other thing is, is if you suffered a lot of flooding, like in Wainimi Bay, as an example, uh, there are several lawsuits starting. And Mm. so if you have been completely devastated by drains being clogged and things, you know, making your property get flooded yeah then you probably will want to call janet and i we will have the phone number for the attorneys that are starting that there's several there's not just one and so that's a little bit of news that's too. Huge you know those hoas down there hit they had their assessments based off of the first storm and then the flooding happened down in port Wyoming, and they all got an emergency assessment 
those homeowners down there, those HOA homeowners are just getting killed. And I know the one, the one HOA does, you know, we have seniors in one and then we have a lot of our housing authority folks in the other. Right. So those owners are not fat cats lying around having bonbons by the pools. Those are mom and pop owners. This is probably the only rental that they have. And they're trying to do what's right to house folks and... It, the city should have had their stuff together. I think so. And every, it may have caught people off guard. And, right. you know, maybe the the services that we normally have didn't happen because there was other things going on, right. like landslides and various different things, right? Right. But the problem is, is in Wainimi Bay, that's a 55 and older community. And a lot of those people don't have the money, number one. Right. But even if they have the money, they don't have the resource to get someone to come and help them because yes. they're unable to do that so thanks to the lions club thanks to the rotary there's a lot of people out there that are doing a lot of good for a lot of people down there uh, so if you ha need help and you haven't gotten the help please call me my phone number is 805-320-0225 i've got all the resources for you i'm happy to give you the numbers and uh, just give us a call here at the station too, yeah. 650-1590 i'm happy to get that information to you so that you can get back to normal and we're expecting another storm. It's not going to be as crazy. No, it's crazy. But, but again, things happen every single storm. Well, so, and everything's saturated. And everything's so, saturated. you know, our hillsides are falling down and, you yeah. know, causing a lot of issues that way, too. Yeah, which so, reminds me about the 150. The 150, they say, is going to be closed for about a month or so. Because yeah. they have, people are like, no, you just take the dirt from the bottom. But as they take the dirt from the bottom, the dirt comes from the top. So they have to start at the top and work their way down. And that's happened over and, and over and over, again, and yeah. over. so yes absolutely yeah. the other thing that was a big topic this week potholes oh my goodness oh my goodness some of them are deep yeah so i have the pothole line for you the hotline it is 652-4590 that's 652-4590 and you can call that number it's an answering machine you can say where the pothole was that either destroyed your car or that you just want filled and they will put it on their list and it will be fixed within 24 hours so they can't see every pothole everywhere so they need our help okay. and so get that phone number and give them some heads up of where the worst potholes are yeah and the other thing that you need to know is take a picture of your car and that pothole uh, do not skip that step because there is help available to get your car fixed as well. That's so, right. There's a fund. So there's, there's a, fund a pothole fund. <laughs> and if it destroys your alignment or pops your tire or anything worse, right, uh -huh. then there is money for that and you can get that problem solved too. So that's what we're about this week. That yep. just seems to be what everyone's asking us. Um, it's for the help and we're here to help. That's right. We're here to, to give you the information. So um, I've got a great little listing um, that is on the market. It is a one-bedroom, one-bath mobile home. It's in the villa. It's on Telegraph Road. It's 3975 Telegraph Road, number 62. And it has a sunroom that also has a bedroom. So it's technically a two-bedroom. It is permitted. It has a front and backyard. And it's priced at 220000 and if you needed to get a loan and pay the space rent and your taxes and your insurance and all of that, it comes to $2,400 a month. Wow. It's a 55 plus park. So you have to be 55 to live there. 
But talk about affordable housing. That is just all about that. And if you are able to pay cash for that 220000 coming from a downsize or something, then your space rent's only $500 a month. Can't, you cannot you can't get anything for $500 a month here in Ventura. Right? So that's fantastic. It is. It's really awesome. How things come with Pepper Tree? Pepper Tree is adorable. I went there this week. It has granite counters. It has new windows. It's got new paint everywhere, new flooring. Um, the front door is painted. Everything is amazing. And that's the four-bedroom, That's the four-bedroom, two-bath. Oh. It's 1300 Saratoga, number 901. And it will be coming on the market officially uh, next week, providing that material. So they're just waiting. Yeah. You know, the materials have been delayed. And so that's what's delaying us, not help. The right. help is standing around waiting for the materials to come nice. in. Nice. Right? Well, not nice, but, you know, at least at least there is a, an action plan there. Exactly. Yeah. So, so that one's still coming on the market, yes. Oh, that's fantastic. Well, I have a few rentals. We It was a busy week. Here's how the way rentals work. When it rains, no <laughs> one sees a unit. As soon as the sun peaks out just a wee bit, we have applications come flooding in. So if you see a pending application on our site, it means that they've been approved. We're just waiting for funds to come in. So we will not look at anybody else. It's with us. It's first come in that matches our approval process, gets the unit. We do not sift through and say, Oh, these five work out for us. That's not what we do. We try to give people a heads up because we know applications are expensive and we don't want people spending money. That's not that's not how we make our living at Rent 805. So uh, over at 259 Riverdale, number 235 in Camarillo, it is a two-bedroom, two-bath. It has a brand-new stackable washer and dryer inside the unit, a fully renovated, um, refreshed, uh, I shouldn't say fully renovated, the, the bathroom, the um, kitchen, fully painted throughout, so there was a refreshing on there. That just got a price improvement um, to down to uh, $25.95. And then we have 677 County Square, um, number 58. It's a two-by-two, two-bedroom, two-bath. It has this amazing fireplace in it. It's, it's, it's a stunner. I, I love that fireplace in there. Um, but you have a bonus room in there too. So you come in off the garage, there's a bonus room, you go upstairs, you have your living area. Um, it's sort of open space so that you can have your dining room, you can have a conversation with your folks as you're entertaining. And then you go upstairs to your two bedroom, two bath. There's a half bath downstairs. And with that said, you're across from the pool. So you could jacuzzi every night. Cause let's face it, it's not going to rain for forever. We're in Ventura. That's right. (laughs) There's that. And then down at Silver Strand at 384 Silver Strand or or Santa Monica. Sorry. Sorry about that. Um, We have a um, two bedroom, uh, one bath upstairs unit. There's a downstairs studio that was already rented, but upstairs it's sort of kind of really unique because those bedrooms each have an alcove that's surrounded by windows and you could do gaming in there you could have an office space in there both bedrooms have this it could be a play area it's just the really coolest little alcove in both bedrooms so there's and there are great size bedrooms on top of that so uh it overlooks you have a huge patio out the front so deck that looks overlooks that area so it's a great little spot in silver strand for 29.95 that was also price improved and then on the east end 
I have 7726 Hayward. It's a four-bedroom, two-and-a-half bath, completely refreshed, huge backyard with a garden, um, corner lot, just really close to um, shopping over there on Kimball. And That's telephone. a nice area. Yeah, it's a, and they sit right above that park. So it's there's lots to do in that area. So that one won't last long either. That one is at $38.95. You can find all of these at rent805.com or give us a call at 805-776-8805. Awesome. Well, I also have a rental as well. I have an Ocean View Hillside home. It is a four-bedroom, three-and-a-half bath. It's 3,200 square feet. It has an elevator. It has ocean and island views. It's um, really close to everything. It's right off of Foothill. And it has a three-car garage. It has a downstairs game room with a wet bar, a ping-pong table, so that everyone can have a good time down there. And then upstairs has a balcony for barbecuing, relaxing, and watching the gorgeous sunsets. It is $5,200 a month uh, with a three-month minimum. And um, they will do a long-term rental. Uh, but they pretty much uh, do traveling nurses. They do people moving into the area. We just had somebody move in there that had some flood damage. Mm -hmm. And so they stayed for three months. So very flexible on what can be done there. And nice. so if you are interested in that one, give me a call, 805-320-0225. Nice. So we have a great show lined up for you today. We have Derek Contreras from Smart Home Mortgage. He is going to talk about those interest rates and what they're doing and what they're projected to do and give us an idea of some of the new programs that are out and about, like the California Dream for All. So important to know what that is. Yes, that that is coming to lottery very, very soon. So if you're going to be you know, applying for that, you need to get pre-approved, don't buy the property yet, and then go, so hopefully the lottery will be in favor of you and, get, and get your way that yeah, way. that's Karen's way of saying get your lives to other people. <laughs> <laughs> I was being nice, nicer. Uh, we have Rob Leatherwood here. He is the Governmental Affairs Director with Venture County Coastal Association of Realtors, and he's going to be talking about a lot of things that are on our plates mm -hmm. as far as politics because if you have a business and you're in real estate politics is your game yes so right. we spend a lot of time at this time of year on things like that we're going to be telling you what's coming up and what's already in the works and then janet and i will be talking about all of those issues in detail because <laughs> yes. we spent a lot of time on those this a week a lot of time yes so stay tuned we'll be right back Hi, I'm Larry Reyes with Smart Home Mortgage. My team and I are here to offer our clients and real estate partners more options and more products than any local bank or credit union. When others can't get the job done, we can. Finding you the right product at the lowest rate, at the lowest cost, is what we do. Our team is dedicated to closing loans in 30 days or less with excellent communication along the way. You can find us at the Large Tower in Oxnard, Morgan Stanley Building, 300 East Esplanade Drive, Suite 105. We're on the main floor. Or give us a call at 805-853-853. 3030. Find us on the net, smarthomemortgage.net. Our licensing information is NMLS number 1569054. My individual NMLS number is 233573. Our California DRE number is 02012912. And my individual DRE number is 0150-7079. The number you really need to remember is mine, 805-853-3030. 
Come to Ventiki in downtown Ventura at the corner of Fern, Maine for happy hour food and drinks from 4 to 6 p.m. and enjoy a specialty drink by one of our cocktail shamans, where you will be amazed by the aloha spirit the moment you walk through our A-frame archway and sit around our fire pit on our open patio. See you soon. Mahalo. Call us at 805-667-8887. Once again, that's 805-667-8887. Let's go, girls. Come on. Welcome back, Ventura County. You're listening live to Girls on the Air. We are real women in real estate right here on KVTA 1590. I'm Karen Campbell. I'm Janet Sprissler. And we have Derek Contreras with us. He is from Smart Home Mortgage. Welcome, Derek. Hi, Karen. Hi, Janice. How are you guys doing? We are Good. awesome. Thanks for asking. Happy so, Saturday. Yeah, tell us what's happening in your world. Yeah, definitely. So, you know, the interest rates are kind of rebounding a little bit back up. We were at about 6%, and as of recently, they've gone up to about 6.5% on conventional loans. And this is all due to a CPI report. Um, which, you know, basically is a report that measures inflation. And it came back at 3.1. And, you know, the previous month in December, it was at 3.4. And so when you look at the peak, that number peaked in about 20, June, July 2022, it peaked at about 9.1. So we've made a lot, lot of progress. We're down to about 3.1 this past month. However, the Fed has a policy that their goal is to get this inflation down, that CPI number down to 2%. So when we get a report that says 3.1, you look at the previous six months, the Fed's saying, well, we haven't dipped below three. We're kind of holding steady at that three number. We haven't had anything that's broken past that three threshold. No, we're going to remain hawkish still, and we're not going to lower interest rates. We're not going to have a rate cut, as we saw in the last Fed meeting. So even at the next Fed Fed meeting, they're not going to raise the interest rates, but they might speak of raising the interest rates to just kind of, you know, sound hawkish and, you know, curtail this inflation. But in reality, we have, you know, another Fed meeting March 20th, I believe. There's another one after that at the end of April. In my estimations, I'm thinking a rate of Fed cut is not going to happen you know, until the beginning of summertime, only because they are going to want to see a couple of months below that 3% number to justify a rate cut. Yeah, that's interesting. And everything that I've read recently says that we're spending money like we have a lot of it. And that's why inflation is not going down. They're not spending money on basic things. They're spending money on lavish things. Oh, And the other thing that I read too is that everybody is putting that money on a credit card because we reached we reached a trillion dollars wow in credit card debt so it's kind of skewed a little bit um they don't know how it's being skewed but those are the statistics that they're running that report off of and until they see that change I don't think like Derek says I don't think that's I don't think that's going to go down any anytime soon. And the average interest rate is usually about 7%. Mm-hmm. 
So we're a little lower than that, but you know, who knows? It could creep up. Yeah, so what are your thoughts the, about that? You know, they don't they don't care about us, Karen, the housing industry. They're <laughs> Aren't it? they're yeah, they're gonna let us suffer, um, loan officers and realtors. They're gonna let us suffer for a little while longer because they say, Hey, let's get the you know, the price of goods on other goods, let's get those down first and then we'll worry about cutting interest rates. So they're not they're not worried about us. Um, you know, we've made a lot of progress. It's just that last 1% has been really sticky to try and get to the 2%. You know, we have, like I said, we can't crack below that 3% number. And that's why the Fed is saying, look, we know the market wants to lower interest rates. You know, we know, we know that that's what eventually will happen, but it's not time yet. We want to see that consumer price number at, you know, two months, uh, you know, at around two for, you know, let's get a, a two to three month uh, trail of that um, instead of just having, you know, another month at 3.1 in which they say, hey, we're not at our goal yet, you know? Yeah, that's interesting. What other what are the reports actually affect that? Is I know the CPI does, but it seems like there would be other reports that come out that also affect that. The jobless claims have been really low as well, which isn't helping. Um you know, the more, the less people that are claiming, you know, for a filing for unemployment, um, you know, just creates inflation. So they want to see jobless claims higher as well. When the jobless claims go higher and then we get a lower CPI report, a number, they, you know, the rates will come down. But like I said, we're there. It's going to happen. We just got to hang on for a little bit longer. Um, and you know what's scary is, you know, we've been saying this for, about a year, a year and a half, and we've been like, everyone's just been waiting and waiting. And, you know, I, I listen to podcasts a lot, radio shows, I read, you know, straight from the, you know, the websites of the government, the governmental websites, and it's all pointing that it's going to come down. But we got another, I would say, two to three months before we're getting, a, before we get a little more breathing room, you know? Yeah, I get that. And so let me ask you this, how is applications uh, from buyers um, looking? I mean, are we seeing a lot more people getting approved for loans and then not being able to find a property, or is there another issue? You know, it's interesting. You know, um, me and Larry were high-fiving each other in the office, you know, in December and January because we're like, okay, we turned the corner and things are all better. And we were getting a lot of applications for all kinds of stuff, refinances, you know, new home buyers, uh, investors, and things like that. And all of a sudden, you know, the interest rates creep back up a little bit and the phone doesn't ring. So right? it's kind of a, it's a funny correlation, you know. Yeah, I get that. <laughs> I'm blaming the month of February, by the way. I'm just letting you know that. <laughs> <laughs> well, I know that there's a lot of factors that, that play into that and we're just going to have to wait and see. A lot of people are starting to realize that that's just what it's going to be. Mm -hmm. I mean, when I bought my first house, it was 18%. I was 12. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, you know, it, it stayed there for a while. Cost us a little bit of money, but we refied as soon as yes. the interest rates went back down, and then we refied again and again and again. So that's just what you have to do to get that interest rate back down when it finally does come down. Because you get a better uh -huh. home price. You know, if you think about it, there's not as many people in the marketplace when the, the rates go up higher. You, you have, you know, you might be getting less of a home for the amount of money, but you're getting into a home. Exactly. Well, and the other thing, Derek, what about the California Dream for All plan? Do you have a lot of applications for that? Is that like taking off? Or are there a lot of people waiting for that lottery? You know, I field phone calls for that a lot. But 
the initial thing I say to them is, have you owned a house in the past seven years, and do your parents currently own a home? That's the And question. unfortunately, a lot of people, their parents are currently own a home, you know? Yes, and that's a so, new question. That's a new requirement that for this money is that first generation has to have never, ever had an, a home before, and that, you know, parents have homes. And, you know, it's like, don't worry about the income requirements. They're pretty high. Um, you know, you, the income limit's really high. The credit score is a 680, but it's that first-generation homebuyer thing that is tripping up a ton of people. So if you're listening and you're like, hey, I fit in that small box, you have a great shot, a great shot, as opposed to last time when everyone uh, applied for that program and the money was gone in 10 days. Exactly. Well, tell everybody where they can find you if they have questions, if they want to get pre-approved and get their application in for that California Dream for All plan. Um, let them know where they can find you. Absolutely. So the wonderful people at Smart Home Mortgage are located in the beautiful city of Oxnard, California, and our phone number is 805-853-3030. Thanks so much, Derek. We appreciate you. Thank you, Karen. Thank you, Janice. Have a great weekend. Thank you, yeah, you too. too. Well, coming up, we have Rob Leatherwood. He is the Governmental Affairs Director for Ventura County Coastal Association of Realtors, and he has had a busy week as well. So yeah. stay tuned. We'll be right back. Hi, I'm Pat from Pothia Hypnotherapy, and I'm located right here in Ventura County. Just open a newspaper, watch TV, or even get on social media, and you can see all the negative things that affect our lives. In my practice, we focus on the positive. We want to assist you to be the very best that you can be, to live your best life ever. I offer a variety of services under my three main programs of diet-free life, weight management, smoking sensation, and overcoming trauma. See, we all have something that holds us back. I can be reached through my website, pathiahypnotherapy.com, or call myself, 818-468-0777. We all deserve happiness, peacefulness, and love in our lives. Call me. Again, that phone number, 818-468-0777. Are you a real estate investor or a housing provider here in Ventura County, and you're worried about possibly the new California laws? Maybe you're having headaches with your maintenance or you just want more freedom from your investment. Well, at Rent 805, we can make all those issues go away for you. Please give us a call at rent805.com because we manage your property so your property does not manage you. Once again, that's rent805.com or 805-776-8805. Let's go, girls. Come on. Welcome back to Girls on the Air. We're real women in real estate here on KVTA 1590. And we have Rob Leatherwood in our studio today. We do. He is with the Governmental Affairs Director at Ventura County Coastal Association Realtors. And I have to say I'm a huge fan. <laughs> I'm just going to let you know right now. So right? biased. I'm a huge fan. Rob has really come out of the box strong at um, Ventura County Coastal Association He's being seen by the state for his advocacy, for what he's doing, and really showing our value on what we do as realtors out there in the, in the business world. Like people say, Janet, you do property management. Yes, I do, but I'm also a broker owner and I'm a realtor. And you know what? We believe in home ownership for all. And I will have to say she's Realtor of the Year this year. So ah, congratulations, yeah, <laughs> right, for all the things that she does. She educates all of our realtors. She stands up. To everybody that has anything to do with the rental, especially all these cities that want to put restrictions and fees and things like that on ordinances so that that 
is mandatory for everybody that owns a rental. So we're going to be talking a lot about that today. So, Rob, thanks for being here today. We appreciate you. Well, good morning, Karen. Good morning, Janet. I appreciate you all having me. Of course. So tell us, tell everybody what a governmental affair director is. Um, So the easiest way probably to explain my job, my job is to monitor the local, state, and federal legislative and regulatory environments uh, to promote a healthy housing and real estate environment. I also work in and with our community to always be growing our local um, quality of life. A good example of that would be back in 2017 when the Thomas fires devastated this community. VCCAR was there with grant money, relief money for our communities. We were able to get over $500,000 from CAR and National Association of Realtors. And with that money, we were able to start helping people in Ventura County that were affected by those tragedies, help them start rebuilding their lives. That's fantastic. Hey, Rob, I just want to stop it. So CAR is the California Association of Realtors. I just want to let you know that because I say that to people and they're like, I don't understand what your car has to do with any of this. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, no, for sure. Context (laughs) is important. Um, But ultimately, like I work every day for our members to build Uh, coalitions and deliver advocacy and education to our community that works to solve the California and Ventura County housing crisis. So that is sort of my little elevator speech for for what I spend my waking hours doing. That's awesome. Well, and there's so many issues right now that are on the plate uh, for all of us to uh, step up and take some notice about. like ADUs for that's a huge that's like the buzz word right now is yeah. ADUs. Accessory yeah. dwelling units are huge. Well, accessory dwelling units are huge. There's a lot of cities up and down California that are using that. Hopefully not as a like as the solution to solve right. their housing crises, but more as like a tool in their belt, um, particularly for you know, say you have your, you know, retiring mother that you want to keep close and you don't want to put her in a retirement home. Or say um, you're in a situation where it makes sense your, for your kid to, like, live mm-hmm. on property but, like, not in your house. Right. You know? And the tents uh, won't work because I tried that. <laughs> so, so people can mark that one off the list, yeah. right? Um, so that's a really big one. But sort of associated with ADUs, another thing that we're starting to see, in fact, I was at the – Ojai Planning Commission meeting earlier this week, they're starting to draft an ordinance for tiny homes. Ah, ah, that's nice. Okay, and so that's that's sort of ancillary to ADUs. That's another tool that's going to be in local government and developers' tool belts um, because that's that's a, that's something that you don't need a big parcel of land usually to, to make happen. Um, the building requirements are a little bit different than just building like a traditional single-family home. Um, one of the things they were discussing in Ojai is there's sometimes a little bit of complication connecting it to services. Right. Um, but those, those are solvable problems. They are. Um, but, yeah, no, both of those are, are, are important. Yeah, and the difference is really for a, an accessory dwelling unit versus a tiny home. Tiny homes are movable, I believe. That, that's correct. They're, they're, they're on a chassis is literally like how it is defined in ordinance. Yeah, and then with an ADU, there's like, it has to be of a certain size, a certain height. You have to get plans from the cities. And the big one that people don't realize is that as long as you've done everything that the cities have said that you need to have done for an ADU, they have 60 days to approve that. This is not a drag your feet kind of a situation. If you have the land, you've done everything you're supposed to do and handed it into the city, they cannot drag their feet on it. No, the, 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 the state, to their credit, which I don't often say, but the state, <laughs> to their credit, has been 
really, really supportive mm -hmm. of making empowering local governments to make this ADU solution happen. So it's, it's definitely something that you're going to be seeing a lot more of and hearing a lot more about over the coming years. Well, and the other thing that's just brand new uh, starting July 1st is you can sell those individually. Mm -hmm. So they're like an individual single-family home that will be able to be sold. Yeah, you mm -hmm. can you can like Once, sub subdivide it. Now, yes. I'm not exactly sure how that's going to work out like on the title side. Yeah, we'll see. Right. Um, or how it's going to work out with your mortgage company if you have a mortgage. So there's a big asterisk behind it, but... But, there but, is legislation now that you can do yeah. that, sell as a condo. Yeah, yeah the legislature did that um, last year in 2023. That is now, like, active law. Uh, so we're, we're going to figure it out. Yeah. It'll be, it'll be interesting to see. Where I see that really working into place is, like, for my kids. I, so I have two boys. I also have elderly parents. I was thinking about putting two ADUs in my backyard, and then I could literally subdivide that so that they now have title and land mm -hmm. to their name. But then I have to make sure they don't sell it. <laughs> Right, right, right. That's exactly right. Because you have then I'll need a burial ground. <laughs> Deed restricted ADUs. Deed restricted ADUs. <laughs> yeah. So one of the other things that we have on our plate is electrification. The you know that's they want to make everything be electric, electric. by twenty thirty five. That's a huge huge task. Yes, it's, it's a heavy well, it's a, there's a lot that's that's involved in there. So you're seeing. A lot of these mandates come out of Sacramento, but across the state, you're seeing even more um, lofty, aggressive sort of mandates at, yes. the lo at some local levels. And as far as electrification goes, I don't think you're going to find many people that in concept have a problem with it. But the issues that you have, for example, are do we have a grid that can support that yeah, type of electric demand? Right. Absolutely. Um, and then there's also the question of the cost that that adds to a transaction yes. to actually get that transaction to the finish line. If you're buying like, well, you're probably not going to have a lot of million dollar homes that need that kind of help. But like, if, let's say you did in the scope of a million dollar home, maybe that's a workable deal you could roll up in your financing. But if you're talking more like low end type homes, it almost doesn't make sense like financially to, to take on that burden. You know, so it makes those types of properties that much more difficult to sell. Well, well to and I think what they'll do is they'll do low-cost loans if there's a big, you know, thing to do with each property. They'll do low-cost loans. They'll make it so that it's very affordable and easy to do. But what they have, a, what they typically do is they make something mandatory, and then they don't have the resources right. for it. And right. so then we become the electrification police, right? right? Just mm -hmm. like the sewer lateral that's that same situation you know so there's a lot of things where they get legislative issues approved and then they don't work on it as hard after it's been approved no, we, we seem to be like chronically plagued in california by unintended consequences exactly yeah. right. <laughs> well there's lots of other local uh situations around too that are on our plate uh like sea level rising that's a big one. That mm -hmm. is, we're starting to see the ramifications of the sea rising. And because we're a coastal community, that's going to be a huge topic for us. Well, it, it is a huge topic, not just because of the actual implications to people's lives or their property from sea level rise, but moreover, as a sea level community, as part of our general plan, we have to have a sea level rise plan. 
Um, I want to do a plug right now for Smart Coast California. Absolutely. Which, yes. is, which is a baby of BCCAR, Santa Barbara Association of Realtors, California Association of Realtors, National Association of Realtors. And one thing that the founders of Smart Coast found was that city governments weren't really good at sharing information. And there's a well-known documented problem of getting your plans approved by the Coastal Commission. And so what Smart Coast aimed to do, in part, was to help local governments share information about what works, uh, like what like actually works in real-world scenarios, but, actually, but in addition, what works in terms of plans that are acceptable to the state. And so as a result of this collaborative, and it's literally a collaborative, they yes. have meetings throughout um, the year. Amongst Realtors. Again, yeah. value in Realtors. This is started by as our previous GAD at, they, at VCCI. They have, yeah. um, they have built together a tremendous network of local governments, uh, other types of local stakeholders, and have made tremendous inroads with the new leadership at the California Coastal Commission, where, you know, five, 10, 15 years ago, when it came time to redo your general plan and your sea level rise, part of that, everyone was just like, oh my God, this is going to be terrible. And now it's much less terrible. Right. It's, right. Well, they, it see that, they see that there's a solution at the end of the tunnel. Mm-hmm. You know, there's, there's a collaborative where a lot of people are behind this and a lot of people are working very hard to make sure that we still have a coastline. Oh, yes. Because... We may not have a coastline if things continue and we don't do anything. We have to do something. Right. And so that's what this collaborative group is doing. Well, and, and, it's, it's, and when we say the word collaborative, we mean it so literally. It's realtors. It's developers. It is scientists. It is farmers yep, and everybody. ranchers. Like literally people from all walks of life, all sectors of the economy coming together to strike the right balance between growth and development and preservation of our beautiful coastlines. And the one thing is a lot of cities, this is this group is very much in its infancy. I think we're at three years now or about three years, yeah. yeah. So what people need to understand is there's a lot of cities that don't even know that there's help. So if your city is falling down into the ocean, they say, Hey, here's where it's been helped at and another port of the state. Let's connect you all. This is get you some help. So Smart Coast is um yeah, Smart Coast, they're just a yeah, Like if you're, if you're having trouble with your coastal plan and you want to do better or you're doing good and you still want to do better, it is in your best interest to reach out to Marta and Krista and get the information, start getting tied in with this group. They will help you. Yes. There's literally no, no downside. Absolutely. Well, we're going to take a quick break, Rob, and when we come back, we're going to talk more about what's happening locally. So stay tuned. We'll be right back. Hi, I'm Seth Doherty, a professional land surveyor with Latitude Surveying. We help homeowners, realtors, developers, contractors, and architects define property lines, create topographic surveys, site plans, and other maps. We service Santa Barbara and Ventura counties. Give us a call at 805-637-1975 or check us out on the web at latitudesurveying.com. Again, this is Seth Doherty with Latitude Surveying at 805-637-1975. 805-637-1975. 
Moving house this year? Imagine having a gentle, experienced partner to help you prepare and lead the team to pack, move, and completely resettle your new home as you've planned. At Gentle Transitions of California, we call that person a move manager. Why not schedule our no-obligation move planning meeting to find out more? Just call 800-619-3049 or visit gentletransitions.com to get started. That's 800-619-3049 to let us help you move gently this time. Are you frustrated with your website or online marketing? Do you feel technology like AI is advancing faster than you can keep up? Hi, my name is Justin and I've got good news for you. My company Phase 3 helps small business owners just like you every day. If you'd like some help with your website and digital marketing, you can reach me at 805-455-1265 and online at phase3.net. That's 805-455-1265 and online at phase3.net. Let's go, girls. Come on. Welcome back to Girls on the Air. We are real women in real estate here on KVTA 1590. I'm Janet Sprissler. And I'm Karen Campbell. And we're so excited to have Rob Leatherwood with us. He is the Governmental Affairs Director with Ventura County Coastal Association of Realtors, which we all are a part of part as of, realtor. Yes. And, and actually, I, so just to, I think some people need to have some context. Karen's a past president, which means she has been in the trenches for years upon years upon years fighting for home ownership. I'm on the board of directors currently. We, we are in the trenches all the time. And Rob is our leader. <laughs> Yes. We got a legislation. Yeah, that's, that's fairly pretty generous. Yes. <laughs> so, you know, I we're going to talk about some of our wins at the end of the show, but you know, there's a lot of things locally happening, um, especially in Oxnard with, um, you know, the rent stabilization and the Just Cause ordinance and the fee schedules. And the fee schedules. The fee yeah. schedules was a big topic this week. Yeah, we talked about it last week. And there that meeting was on Wednesday. Yes, it was. And 34 people showed up. Now, there's 130,000 listeners out there, folks. <laughs> we need more than 34 the next time we have we do the call to action because that did not... It was a very interesting meeting. We'll put it that way. Yeah. Very... Yeah. So, with that said, what did you find interesting the most about that meeting, Rob? Well, it... You know, two, I always want to give credit where it's due, and I felt like the consultant that they hired to do the fee study did the best he could with the information that the city gave him. Right. Um, I think it became clear, at least to me, throughout the meeting that he didn't have all the information that he needed, and he probably didn't have the best possible information. For example, they did their fee study based off of, like, Craigslist listings, um, which... To say it is not a reputable place for reliable data would be charitable. Right, because if you walk into any rental, there's literally a sign that says, if you've seen us on Craigslist or Facebook Marketplace, you are probably being scammed. So That's there, right. So there's a very high probability that there were properties included in that study that are not for rent, that are not available, and there are properties left out that are. Um, I can verify that the city never approached us for data no, no. Uh, and we have the most information we could have pulled title yeah. of non-owners 
and most of those non-owners are rentals. And that's and that's a, it's a, a quick study too. Right. So it's like, yeah. where do you find two thousand people in your backyard? If only there was someone that could give us the numbers. No, we we have volunteer time and time yes, again uh, to the city of Oxnard to be a resource. We want to be part of the solution, and they have evidence to this point. No no willingness to work with property owners whatsoever on any of this process. Well, my concern was, we said, how are you going to get the education out? And I have to say this with straight face, so I'm glad I'm on radio. They said, well, you know, we feel like like one, you know, like bus stops. And I'm like, I don't know the last time any of my investors was at a bus stop. <laughs> Just well, well, here's here's what you got to understand, Janet. You're you're coming at this from a different perspective than the city is. Mm-hmm. You are trying to make sure that the property owners and housing providers that are affected by this ordinance are aware of yes. the ordinance. The city seems much more interested in the tenants being aware of these things than property owners. I'm not trying to make the case that tenants aren't important. That's why there are tenant protection ordinances in place. My point is, why are you doing outreach on fee structure to tenants? It's not, yeah, they're never going to be, that's not, because they literally said that that's not going to be passed through to the tenants. So it really needs to go out. No, that was another sort of like hole in the story there, Janet, because as you articulated on that meeting, most cities will outline in their ordinance language how much of that. Um, registration fee can be passed on to a tenant and it'll be 20%, 30%, you know, fill in the blank. It doesn't matter. Oxnard, not only their current draft of their ordinance is silent on that, they want to go a step further and say, even though it's silent on it, you still can't pass anything on to the tenant. Yeah. The the other big uh, red flag to me was when it was presented to city council, they were like, oh, it's gonna be about $50 a door. But of course there was no fee study at that point. And it was going to be a million-dollar program. Are you implying that they enacted an ordinance before they did the fee study? Yes, I am saying that. We all know that. We all know that. It took a year and a half to get that fee study done. But the other portion is, you know, you played it as this is going to be a million-dollar program, and right now it's coming in at over two. But my question is, if they didn't know, if they didn't have the fee study, how could they possibly know it would be a million-dollar program? Because they based it off of what other people were running programs for, which is really interesting because they said when they came back, one of the big red flags to me was they're going to spend $920,000 on salaries and benefits. And that, if you say, you know, if, so we're, so they're going to spend $80,000 on the program? No, they're, it's a $2 million program now. I, I, I was sort of unclear on that part because they did say they were going to spend the nine twenty on on salaries and benefits. But they also t- kept talking about how few s- people they were going to need to hire for this, th- that they were going to be able to borrow people from other divisions of the housing department. Right. And so I'm unclear. Like, are you hiring a bunch of people or aren't you? Because if you're not hiring a bunch of people, how would you get to a million dollars in salaries? Right. So there's that. And then the other thing is they have the infrastructure to maintain those homes, which they said there was about 12000 that they would need a database for. But I also know that on the housing authority side, they currently do not have a database, and they told me that was rolling out in the next year. So now are we funding some of that? I, I just, I had concerns, and I'll be bringing it up at a city council meeting because I think that they really need to know, this is what you passed, here's what you said, and now this is really going to hit the owners. Because they were saying right about $139 if you're a part of rent stabilization and tenant ordinances, 
If it was just tenant ordinances, it was going to be about $63 and some change. But there is going to be a fine if you didn't register. So not for the first year, but if you don't there, register, there will be, late, be late, late fees. Late fees and fines. Late fees and fines. Yeah, so yeah. they might forgive that fine for the first year of $500 and some odd dollars. But you would definitely have that late fee if you did not pay it in time. And and they're going to try to out do some outreach to let people know about this. But what they're planning on doing is hiring people to do some mailers. I would think they'd put it in a utility bill. That's what I think. That's the most effective way, except that people are not. Yeah, if they're out of state owner, you don't, no, you don't get bill. that utility well, bill. So, you know, property managers, could mm -hmm. they put it on a property tax bill? Um, I don't think they could put it on a property tax yeah, bill. No, no, that's it's, yeah. it's, I don't think that would get the word out effectively. No. Yeah. So they're going to have to do either a mailer to non owners, but a lot of non owners have property managers. So the property managers need to be notified. Realtors need to be notified so that they do that. They do that as a, a favor for someone because we, we don't get paid for rentals. If right. we find a rental for you, it's the courtesy in our association. Mm -hmm. So they're going to have to do something to get all of the players, and I'm by players I mean realtors, property managers, affiliates, um, owners that manage their own properties. They're gonna have to get that information to each one of those hands. And that's a very difficult task when you have a small group of people. Right, and most people don't even know Oxnard has an ordinance. I, I mean, I, I'm always shocked by people who are just, well, they're falling out over AB 1482, and I'm like, that was 2020, folks. And now we're looking at Oxnard ordinances. They just don't understand that they are those, and then they want to say, hey, but I don't have to. I don't I don't qualify. And Oxnard has made sure that everyone is has a rental is a qualified participant in their program. Exactly. Right, like even if you are not subject to the rent stabilization mm -hmm. side of it you are almost certainly going to get locked into the tenant protection side of it yeah because you don't you, there's no out for that tenant protection side of it you do have to register and just say that you are not part of the rent stabilization side which is a very convoluted paragraph on that first page that always kills me on that one well we're going to take a quick break and when we come back we're going to talk about some wins that we have had in the last year so stay tuned we'll be right back Opa! You don't have to travel to Greece to enjoy the food, dancing, music, and culture. The Greek Ventura has it all. Healthy, traditional Mediterranean foods, fresh, daily seafood, succulent steaks, cozy up at the fire pit on our newly remodeled patio, open daily for lunch and dinner, brunch on the weekends, extended happy hour from Monday to Friday, 2 to 9 p.m., all overlooking picturesque Ventura Harbor, where the parking is always free. Go to thegreekventura.com. Opa! Hi, this is Joe Parisi. I'm with Guaranteed Rate, and I do home loans, residential, one to four unit properties. We are one of the top three lenders in the United States, and we cover everything from zero down first time home buyers to step up mansion buyers. You can reach me at rate.com backslash Joe Parisi. My NMLS number is 25572. Again, I'm Joe Parisi with Guaranteed Rate. My NMLS number is 255572. You can reach me at 818-687-6047. Let's go, girls. Come on. Welcome back to Girls on the Air. We are real women in real estate here on KBT 1590. I'm Janice Frisler. And I'm Karen Campbell. And woo, that was a fun segment, wasn't it? <laughs> so There's a lot to say and we didn't get to say it all, no. but that gave you just a little snippet 
of what we've been doing all week. And we have a number. Who can they call? So if you have any questions for the city of Oxnard, you can call Alba, A-L-B-A, Marshall. Her phone number is 805-385-7403. Or you can email her at alba.marshall at oxnard.org. Um, she is the one that is actually is going to review something with you, answer your questions, decide whether you're right or they're right. There's just a lot of ifs. So Alba is the one that's in charge of that whole situation. So if you have a question about your property or whether it's under any of the ordinances that are now in play, you can call Alba. That phone number again is 805-385-7403. So let's talk a little bit about what we did do this last year. We just got our 2023 uh, Air Tour uh pamphlet if you will yeah and can we start locally though yeah absolutely um, a, a local win that we had was in port wainimi rob do you want to talk about our win in port wainimi yeah well so back in uh, october of 2023 the city of port wainimi was considering implementing a rent protection or rent stabilization and tenant protection ordinance um, we effectively were mobilized our members and had some really great conversations with the city council there who then sort of like rolled that back a little bit and decided, hey, there are a lot of options and paths that we haven't explored yet, and we should probably look at those things before we go down a path like rent stabilization that is very, very difficult to wind back. Um, so what the city council decided to do was put together an education program targeted at tenants, targeted at developers, targeted at property managers, and talking uh, targeted at uh, housing providers to educate them on the different programs that are available and to evaluate what other types of programs um, that as far as um, like short, like, yeah, help, like short-term lease assistance um, for people that live in more rural parts of, of Port Wainimi. There are some things available through the uh, United States Department of Agriculture. Um, there's not enough time to go down the list because there are about 20 different programs at the state mm -hmm. and federal level that we outlined for the city. And uh, to my knowledge, I, I keep pretty close tabs on what they're working on. They're working on a program to try to educate the community on some of these things. And that's wonderful. So every year in June, we go to our state capitol and as realtors, 2,200 realtors show up at our state capitol in Sacramento and we call we have what we call a legislative day. We get to meet our legislators. We get to have over 93 local associations within the state that shows up. And we talk literally to our legislative people to say, this bill will affect us by doing this or by doing that. And we have overcome several of them. Right. So, um, and I've been there for the last three years. And Karen has years and years in there. But remaining, uh, one of the things that would happen for us was really pushing through the home ownership dream for all. There was a remaining $200 million of a $500 million for the California Dream for All program that was initiated, held due, initially held due to budget concerns, but the realtor party worked with Senator, Senate Pro Tem Atkins and other legislative leadership to ensure the funding was protected so that more Californians can make their wildest dreams come true with down payment assistance support. We also successfully stopped SB 395, which would have established a rental notice registry for the state, 
We also uh, successfully opposed AB 770, which sought to eliminate the six-bed limitation on residential care facilities located within a residential neighborhood. So those are just a couple that that I have, you know, that were huge. That's big through. wins. Those big are wins. very big wins. So every year there's many, many hundreds of different bills that get written by legislatives, and we sift through those. Our attorneys lobby uh, for the ones that work and the ones that don't. And that's what we do to protect your property rights. That is what our goal is. We protect property rights as realtors, and we also do the transactions. That's our side gig. Yeah, so. <laughs> it is. So, I mean, I would just add to that that um, I'm coming up on my 15th year working in, like, government and politics, and no organization out there is more involved in or knowledgeable about their communities than Realtors. Um, I've worked for other trade associations. I've worked um, in the Texas House, the Texas Senate, and no one is knows more about their communities or what is right for housing than than realtors. Well, say, with that, thanks so much for Thank listening. You. Thanks for tuning in, and we'll see you next week.